This is It Was a Thing on TV. Punisher, before I change my mind! I give you Super Train! Welcome back to Port 2! And now we'll talk about, briefly, the shows that ended in 2022. Maury! Did I ever tell you about the time I was in the audience for the Maury Povich show you on my birthday? Yeah, you mention that all the time. Oh, okay. That was your Jeopardy interview, you goof. <laughs> it was. Yeah, we've heard that. I was on the Chicken Tetrazzini episode. It could seriously be worse. Chico could have been one of those people. Are you the baby's father? I'm happy to report I'm... that that has not been me. Anyway, <laughs> well, well, well I, I'm. I, I'd rather be in the checking Tetrazzini episode than that one. Okay. And if you go back to the archives, listen to episode sixty, where I look at all the Mori titles and say them with a serious voice. Okay. One of the most underrated episodes of the podcast. Our first true experimental episode. That was. Yeah, it was. Oh. Blackish. There's a show that made you laugh and think. Yeah. Long-running show. Anthony Anderson gives a lot of laughs. Yeah. And Dion Cole. But don't cry for Anthony Anderson. He still has Law and Order. He'll be fine. Yeah. Dead to Me on Netflix. With uh, Christina Applegate and Linda Tardellini. This might have been one of those shows that ended out of necessity. It's like they told all the story that they needed to tell, but at the same time, Christina Applegate was being treated for... What was Christina Applegate? MS. MS, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh, we probably have to end it now. Ozark with Jason Bateman. That was another Netflix show that ended in 2022. Yeah, I didn't really watch it. I didn't watch it, but yeah, that got a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, another show that I didn't really watch but got a lot of love ended on HBO Max, Search Party. First couple seasons were on TBS. I think the last two or three seasons were on Max. So, yeah, that came to an end in 2022. But uh, another long-running show came to an end. This is Us. Yeah, this was basically uh, our generation's version of uh, family drama, like a uh, family or... Eight is enough. And the thing of it is, this is the sort of show that sort of lent its over to shows like A Million Little Things, which is going to wrap up in 2023. It's going to be hard to try and do a show like this again. It really is. Okay. A PBS classic that came to an end. Arthur. Oh, it- basically showed how the characters progressed like 10 years later the finales that show how everybody ended up those seem to be the best ones yeah for some reason uh killing eve yeah wasn't really my bag but i can understand why people loved it so much better call saul that had a big uh ending in 2022 the uh, spinoff of Breaking Bad. And it even still has a big following now. I went to that Pittsburgh uh, Steel City Con uh, earlier this month, and there were actually two people uh, who were cosplay, not visitors to the con, but actual like people in Artist Alley 
And for 20 bucks, you could have had your picture taken with these two people in uh, what I'm going to guess is uh, the Better Call Saul office, the law office or what have you. I was kind of hokey. I've only seen the show once or twice just because I've never been into Breaking Bad or, or Better Call Saul, but it has its fans. I mean, it was a good show. It lasted what? Must have been at least five or six seasons. Probably longer than that. I think it was like seven seasons. Oh, my. I didn't think it lasted that long, but it's very possible. All right. Let's get into uh, two DC shows on the CW that came to an end. Legends of Tomorrow came to an end, Chico, and Batwoman. Yeah, part of this was like the, they didn't know what else they could do with the Arrowverse, and part of this was the CW being bought out by Next Star and David Zaslav looking for $3 billion. And yeah. What Arrowverse shows are they going to have left on the CW in 2023? Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois and The Flash. And The Flash is coming to an end, so... Yeah. So, yeah, that just leaves one. Uh, The Saved by the Bell reboot came to an end in 2022. I guess it landed in Cloud Cuckoo Land after season two, because, like, season one I saw where it was very, very sort of smartly written, but season two was basically like, you know what we need to do? We need to amp up the uh, nostalgia factor. Where it's like, and I'm thinking to myself, why? Uh, Space Force on Netflix came to an end, Chico. I watched it, and I liked it, but I, I don't get why that show ended. I, I thought there still needed to be some story to tell, but that's just me. Alright, well, I never watched it. So, whatever. Ordinary Joe, that was a show that was very hyped on NBC when it premiered, and that came in one after one year. So that'll probably be a show we'll be covering in the future. Animal Kingdom, that was a long-running show on TNT. That came to an end. Bull, another long-running show on CBS, came to an end in 2022. Okay, here's two shows from NBC that came to an end in 2022. I don't know. Maybe we could say might have gone too soon. I don't know. Keenan and Mr. Mayor. They still have a lot of stories to tell from both of those shows, but it's one of those shows where it just could not find an audience. I'm surprised Keenan couldn't find an audience because it was on after uh, Young Rock. Yeah. But I think I those are two shows that really sometime in the future will be sort of near and dear to us. It'll be one of those one or two year wonders, kind of sort of like the cool kids. Yeah. Beloved, but just couldn't get traction for whatever reason. Well, every generation needs a, the critic, I guess. All right, Chico, go ahead. Westworld. Yeah, uh, after four seasons, it was one of the. This was another one of the uh, casualties of the Warner Brothers Discovery deal, where Westworld, which was not getting the audience for the uh, amount of money it was being uh, produced with, especially with season four, where I honestly had no idea where they were going with it, but they swore they had like one more story for season five, but they never, but they're never going to get a chance to tell it because they canceled it after season four. And season one and two just went together, but then it left sort of like five minutes into the future with season three and season four and that's where I was lost. 
United States of Al. That was the uh, Chuck Lorre joint. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it either. Okay. Can't say I saw it either. No, let's move on to, oh, the Olympic Channel to close this out. Hey, do you want to watch Olympic sports not in an Olympic year? Well, guess what? Nobody wanted to watch Olympic sports in non-Olympic years. I saw where they were trying to make this into like the rebirth of College Sports Network, if you remember that. Before yeah. it became CBS Sports Network, it was yeah. College Sports Network. Yeah, I remember it was much better than when it was College Sports Network. Well, also remember what this was before the Olympic Channel. It was the Universal Channel. Oh, yeah. That's right, it yeah. was. And the Universal Channel was pretty darn good. Yeah, but this... No. That's why it pretty much came to an end. Well, that's going to do it for that segment. Now let's go into the final segment. The In Memoriam. And this year... Oh, God. This is going to be very long. Yeah, we lost a lot of big names this year. Yeah. But we're going to start right with the new year, January 3rd. We lost Jay Wolpert. Jay Wolpert, the master of the fan favorite game show. Double Dare. Yeah, producer on the Daytime Price is Right. The first one, yeah. And actually, next week, we're going to talk about one of his shows. Yeah, not going to spoil it, but if you know, you know. Yeah, you'll get it really quickly. Peter Bogdanovich, legendary director. We talked about him, I think, in the... um, God, I think it was the Playboy Roller Disco episode because it was, I think we talked about him because he was dating Dorothy Straffen, I think, I remember. Yeah. No, you know where we've talked about him? What? He was a subject on Hollywood Babylon. Oh, he was? He was a subject on Hollywood Babylon, yes. Oh, my God. Peter Bogdanovich was a subject on Hollywood Babylon. I wonder who played him in the crappy reenactment. Not Tony Curtis. It was probably not Tony Curtis, but he was in that one episode of How I Met Your Mother, if you'll remember, when he was in that party. Defoe! Willem! Defoe! Good night. Thanks a lot. I had a great time. Willem! Defoe! Willem! Defoe! Well, <laughs> legendary moment on how I met your mother and really one of the most God, so much film history that he was just like, in a, and if you've never listened to the episode of Gilbert Godfrey's amazing colossal podcast with him, you gotta listen to it. Great episode. Okay. Dick Corson. Johnny's brother and longtime director of Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, he was on Wheel of Fortune during its heyday. I remember he was actually uh, the director at uh, when they did the shows in Columbus in 1997. I went to go see them in person, and I looked at him straight in the eye, and I'm not kidding. He is a dead ringer for his brother. You know he's Johnny Carson's brother. He's got He had it right in his face there. Wow. Now let's go into a death. From uh, The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, Dwayne Hickman. Lovable loser. 
that's basically his character, and he basically made that role, and who was able to live off that role for God knows how long. He was, yeah. They still run it nowadays on decades in the middle of the night. Oh, guess I got to record them on Friendly. But yeah, Tony Dow. We actually talked about him on this show. Uh, aside from his role, obviously, as Wally Cleaver on Leave it to Beaver, he was an artist, and he was uh, one of the producers of the Doctor Who TV movie. That's right. We mentioned that on the uh, episode when we talked about the Doctor Who TV movie from 96. But yeah, Wally, we're going to miss you. Sidney Poitier. Legendary actor. Legendary. That's right. They call me Mr. Tibbs. All right. Uh, Meatloaf. Legendary rock star. And also uh, legendary on Rocky Horror Picture Show, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. I believe uh, passed away due to COVID. Sad. Yeah. Howard Hesseman. Had two legendary roles. And one... Well, not so much legendary, but he was on a legendary series. He was on WKRP in Cincinnati, Dr. Johnny Fever. He was in Head of the Class, Charlie Moore. And in between then, those two, he was Bonnie Franklin's husband on the final season of One Day at a Time. Chico, you got to help me with this one. Chesley Christ? Yeah. Chesley Christ from Extra, former Miss USA 2019, uh, also an attorney and nominated for two Daytime Emmy Awards, sadly took her own life at 30 years old. Well, that's that's tragic. Yeah. All right. All right. Next name. Andre Leon Talley, noted fashion journalist. He was a judge on America's Next Top Model from seasons 14 through 17. Okay. He lent Gravitas. Gravitas. Ivan Reitman. Legendary director. Obviously, when you think about him, first thing you're going to think of right off the bat, Ghostbusters. Oh, man. Someone we're going to be probably talking about in a future entry. The Amazing Jonathan. Truly, the best shock comedians ever. Oh yeah. What I mean by shock? Yeah, he like cut his arm and started bleeding. Well, cut his arm in quotes and started bleeding and stuff. A very shock comedian, not your normal stand-up type of person. Oh, Kirk Bailey, UGG from Salute Your Shorts, passed away. Can't remember him as anything else than that. Yeah, Farrah Fork. Yeah, she was Alex on Wings. Oh, yeah, because as we established in episode 300, I love Wings. You know, we probably loved Wings, guys. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Yeah. Oh, legendary Uh, basketball player. I'm sure Bill Russell watched Wings all the time. Well, it was set in Massachusetts. Maybe there was an episode where okay, he... Okay, good point. Maybe, he was, maybe there was an episode about the Celtics. And he was mentioned, and he probably loved that so much, he wanted to watch Wings all the time. But yeah, Bill Russell, 11 NBA championships he won, and of course, 
He did some work on the NBA on CBS over the years. Um, someone who we talked about in the Bicentennial Minute, Mitchell Ryan, probably best known because he was uh, on Dormer and Greg, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was Greg's father. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which means we got to have to mention Thomas Gibson. He's a jerk. He's a big jerk. He's We've a- established that, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, one of my all-time favorite names of all time. Not necessary for acting-wise, but I just love this name so much. Conrad Janice. Yeah, uh, known as uh, Fred McConnell, Middy's dad on Work and Middy, and also future entry Quark, where he played Otto Palindrome. Otto Palindrome. Now that's a name. Yes. Can't wait till we talk about that eventually. Two names from Sesame Street we lost this year. Emilio Delgado and Bob McGrath. Yep. Emilio Delgado, he played Luis. And Bob McGrath, he played Bob. Yeah. Two big pieces of our childhood's gone. Yeah, unfortunately. But you know what? HBO Max, they got all the episodes of Sesame Street. You can watch them all to your heart's content. Indeed you can. Oh, and you know, since we're talking about Sesame Street, this is something we didn't talk uh, about earlier, about lost media that was found this year. Margaret Hamilton as the Wicked Witch on Sesame Street was found this year. Oh, that's right. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, they did find that. Why was that lost for so long? I would have thought someone would have. Oh, gosh. I... I, I saw it. It scared the living crap out of me, and I'm 47 years old. Imagine four-year-old Mike watching this, and I, I think this is from like 75 or 76. So it, it was when I was born, but I wasn't old enough to remember this. This would scare the living crap out of me if I was like four or five years old. We'll cover it one day. I've got ideas about maybe doing, uh, and it was a thing on TV Presents, uh, regarding lost media, we may do that sooner rather than later. And speaking of lost media, not to uh, prematurely uh, preview next year, a big piece of lost media we're actually covering next year. Yes. Oh, we refer oh. to it. We refer to it. Yes. Yeah. So stay tuned for that sometime around November. If you know what's happening in November, we mentioned it earlier. So. Another deaf, William Hurt, legendary actor. Uh, General Ross in uh, The Incredible Hulk. And also, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Chico, I believe Marvel has recast his role as General Ross in the uh, MCU. Uh, Yeah, Thunderbolt Ross uh, is going to be played by Harrison Ford going forward. Yes, which, man, at... 80 years old, Harrison Ford's busier than ever between that, 1923 on Paramount Plus, and Indiana Jones 5. Yeah. Uh, someone we mentioned in the SNL 80 episode, Sally Kellerman. She was uh, the original Hot Lips in the MASH movie. Mm-hmm. And since we mentioned the Hot Lips in uh, the original MASH movie, Mike, just say it again. The first F-bomb in movie history was said by John Shuck. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, Mike Haggerty. He's one of those guys where you wouldn't know the name, but if you saw his face, you'd instantly know who he is. He's probably the definition of a that guy from that thing. He was uh, in Wayne's World. I bet he was in Overboard, the original Overboard with Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Just a lot of uh, films he was in and TV shows over the years. So we lost him. Two names from the professional wrestling world. Scott Hall, obviously. Razor Ramon from WWE passed away. And um, Antonio Noki, the legend from uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, the founder of that. Lost them in 2022. Oh, Coolio. Coolio. The definition of 90s hip-hop. I'll never forget his one cameo in that episode of all that. With Ed from Good Burger. You know he uh, performed the theme music for Keenan and Kel, right? Yes, I do. That was a great theme song from Keenan and Kel. It really was. was. Oh, but hold on. I cannot be remiss without to mention Coolio without bringing up the greatest freaking moment in history. Okay, this is from uh, The Real Virgil on Instagram. Man, Coolio, my brother, we hit it across the land, man. I'm broken about this. Here is some blonde Hunt. begging us both for some meat sauce. R.I.P., my bro. <laughs> and, oh my it's, and it's Virgil and Coolio next to some lady. And all three of them are not looking at the camera. And that I is, think... People just do not know how to take a picture. But I love how Virgil said... Here's some blonde begging us both first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, moving on. Moving on. Charlie Seabert. Yes. Uh, from Trapper John, which we've established is based on the movie MASH, not the TV series. Yes. Scoey Mitchell. Yes, Scoey Mitchell. What game show hasn't he done? Yeah. I know he was in the uh, Mary Tyler Moore cinematic universe. I think he was in uh, Rhoda. If I'm not mistaken. I thought he did uh, a little bit of... Um... Shoot, I'm sorry. I, I've got Virgil and, and Coolio's man... Or, I'm sorry, meat sauce, not man sauce. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I still have the meat sauce on my mind. Okay, so Scoy Mitchell I thought was on... At one point, uh, laughing. Editor's note, I was thinking of somebody else who we're going to mention right near the end of this episode. Yeah, he was a very much a regular on the circuit back in the 70s. And yes, he was recurring on Rhoda. Okay. So yeah, he was part of that MTM cinematic universe. Okay. Uh, this was a tough death. Clarence Gilliard Jr., Obviously, Walker, Texas Ranger, but this time of year, guys, he was in Die Hard. And as we know, now Mike disagrees, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Let's just get it out of our system. It's a Christmas movie. Does this mean Rent is a Christmas musical? Oh, yes, Rent is a Christmas musical. And you know who would probably want to see Rent at this time of year? Crystal Bernard. I want to see Rent. Oh, there's a sounder that we haven't heard in a long time. 
I'll still stand by my opinion that Die Hard is a movie that took place at Christmas time. It is not a Christmas movie. Thank you. Well, you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Uh, Andrew Badalamente, the composer to Twin Peaks, uh, passed away, I believe, a couple weeks ago. And very tough year because I believe Julie Cruz, who um, was one of the um, singers for one of his songs, Fallen, also passed away in 2022. So, big really loss. And, and also, Andrew Badalamente, I don't know if you know this, but he also did the music for Christmas Vacation. Yes, he did. Yes. Wow. Which I was like, I didn't even realize until like when he died. I'm like, what? Like, he did the music for Christmas Vacation? And you know who played Rusty and Audrey in Christmas Vacation? Oh, say it. Johnny Galecki and Juliette Lewis. Yes. Because we need any excuse to mention Johnny Galecki on this podcast. Oh, Estelle Harris. Oh, gosh. George's mom on Seinfeld. And, of course, Mrs. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. She's a dear. Yes. One of the great voices. Oh, yeah. Georgie! (laughs) And I... My favorite moment with George's mom is the episode... With the Marble Rye, where her and Frank complain about how they didn't even serve the Marble Rye. The mother seems to hit the sauce pretty hard. I didn't like that. And who doesn't serve cake after a meal? What kind of people would kill them to put out a pound cake? Something. So they didn't give you a piece of cake. Big deal. It is a big deal. You're supposed to serve cake after a meal. I'm sorry. It's impolite. Not impolite. Stupid. That's what it is. You gotta be stupid to do something like that. Your father is absolutely right. We're sitting there like idiots drinking coffee without a piece of cake. Barry Youngfellow from uh, It's a Living. Jan Hoffmeyer Gray. The sole voice of uh, sanity? Yeah. And to bring it back in, you know who else was on It's a Living? Crystal well, Burnham. So people. Crystal oh, there you Oh, yeah, I should have uh, seen yeah, that coming. Well, let's play it again. <laughs> play it again. I want to see Rent. <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh. You know, I was really hoping that we were talking about Wendy Shaw there. No, we are talking about Crystal Bernard the whole time. Well, we can talk about <laughs> Wendy Shaw, too. Oh, yeah. But we don't have a sounder for Wendy Shaw. I can't believe I'm going to die a virgin. Aw, oh, sweetie, there was a 70-80% chance of that happening anyway. Toy in Black. From Hill Street Blues. Yeah. And also, he's going to come up next week, too. Oh! Wait, I know why. <laughs> Wink. Bo Hopkins. From Dynasty, yeah. Yeah. And um, Fred Ward passed away, obviously. Another that guy from that thing. He was in uh, The Right Stuff, Tremors. Oh, he was in Naked Gun 33 and a third, Mike. Who did he play in that movie? I I believe he played the boyfriend of Anna Nicole Smith's character. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you if you saw it, you know, like you know the face, not necessarily the name. So, Robbie Coltrane, obviously, remember him from Harry Potter. 
passed away in uh, 2022, and a whole bunch of big stuff, Chico, over the years he's done, right? Yeah, he was the original Eddie Fitzgerald in the original version of Cracker. Oh, Cracker. Yeah, not the American remake, the original UK version. The original UK Cracker. He played Michael Moon in Frasier. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's on Frasier, too. Yes. All right. Well, and it was a thing on TV Hall of Famer past, Rebecca Balding. What more needs to be said? The lovely and talented Rebecca Balding. Yeah. Clue Gulliger. We've talked about Clue Gulliger. Yes, we have. Uh, The master. Well, he was also that guy from that Western, pretty much. Was on quite a few Westerns back in the day. Well, he was a cowboy entertainer. Henry Silva. Oh, man. He was in the original Ocean's Eleven, wasn't he? Yes. Manchurian Candidate, the original version of that. And... He was the voice of Bane in Batman the Animated Series. Bane! Bane! But he didn't do the Tom Hardy Bane voice. Moving on. David Burney. Season one of Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. Well, also the ex-husband of Meredith Baxter Burney. Yes. And also, they starred together on... Bridget loves Bernie. That's right. Bridget loves Bernie. You bet we'll be covering that one day. That was almost what I was going to use my money in the bank on. Oh. It was between Bridget loves Bernie and Madam's Place, and we saw who won. (laughs) I'm sure we'll find a place for Bridget loves Bernie. All right. Ron Masak. Oh. Oh. I want to say he was Bonnie Franklin's first husband on One Day at a Time. Well, he's also on Murder, She Wrote. He was a regular there. But also, where people of my age would know him from, he was the voice of the Vlasic Pickle Stork. Yes. And also, he was on To Tell the Truth 90 as a regular. Oh, yeah. He was on a number of shows as a regular. He was on the original Crosswitch quite a bit. Oh, this was a tough death. The drummer of the Foo Fighters, Taylor Hawkins. This was like one of the shocking deaths of 2022. And I gotta say, Dave Grohl was a talented drummer in Nirvana. But when he formed the Foo Fighters and became the lead singer, he got a drummer that was probably even better than him. I don't know if you've seen the concert that they uh, put in his memory, but it was a very touching concert. I thought it was very touching indeed. All right. Paul Sorvino. Oh, God. Legendary actor. Legendary actor. Never deaf. Uh, Ray Liotta. I mean, Goodfellas, Field of Dreams, but there'll be one more role for him that's coming out in 2023 because, Chico, I don't know if you know this, but he's going to be in a movie Elizabeth Banks is putting out in February. And it's called... Oh, Mike, do you want to hear what this movie's about? Okay, you ready for this? absolutely, yes. It's called... Yeah. Cocaine Bear. Oh, I saw an ad for that the other day. Yes. Yes, Ray Lode is playing a coke dealer in this movie. (laughs) But it's about a bear that got 
got high on cocaine. And here's the kicker. It's based on a true story. Yes. She goes absolutely right about that. Yes. And the bear is on display somewhere. <laughs> and the bear is named, I'm not even joking, Pablo Escobar. Oh, jeez. Are you kidding me? No. You can't make this stuff up. Oh, oh but... my gosh. Oh. Pablo Escobar? Yeah. Yeah, the first time I heard about this cocaine bear movie, I'm like, okay, this is going to be a flop. But then I did a little research getting into what you guys are talking about. And as Chico said, it's based on a real life situation. And I'm like, you know what? This might actually be a really good movie. It's a lot of tickets. Well, the trailer did like gangbuster numbers on YouTube. I guarantee you it's got to be like the biggest hit of next year. It's Cocaine Bear. It sells itself on the title. Tony Saragusa. Oh, God. Uh, The Goose. The Goose. Obviously, member of the 2000 Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl team, but also worked on the NFL on Fox. And really, one of the dynamic sports personalities of his era. Oh, he was so hilarious. I would love to meet him just for like five minutes. He was a riot. And if you uh, go to the NFL Rewind channel on YouTube, they actually have like all the episodes from the 2001 season of Hard Knocks on there. And he's like one of the people that's profiled on it. And all the stuff he says is hilarious. Indeed. You want to talk about hilarious, though? John Clayton of the Sports Center commercial. Mom, I'm done with my segment. And as funny as that was, he was dead serious about reporting the NFL for ESPN. Just saying. He was the best for ESPN when it came to the NFL. Oh, yes. With all due respect to Adam Schefter, he he was the best in the business. And Mort. And Mort, yeah. Yeah. Um, Len Dawson, one of the original hosts of Inside the NFL, and, of course, Kansas City Chiefs quarterback uh, did the um, local sports reporting. I think it was, what, KMBC, I think, in Kansas City? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Kansas City. And he was also the sports director for a long while there. Oh, wow. But, yeah, of course, Super Bowl Four led the Chiefs to their first Super Bowl. Of course, they would win their second 50 years later, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, miss you. One of the... Great superstars in the old AFL. Oh, Mills Lane. Let's get it on. You know, 25 years ago or 26 years ago, nobody would have known who he was. But then uh, Mike Tyson decided to take off a chunk of Evander Holyfield's ear, and he got famous overnight. Yep. He had his own uh, court show. Yeah, it spun into his own court show, which I thought lasted only like two years. It lasted like three or four years. And also had a celebrity death match. Oh, yeah, that was a great gig for him. He just had to sit in a room and did voices. And just said, let's get it on. That's all he did, essentially. That's all, yeah, that's all he did on Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, Fred Hickman of CNN Sports Tonight. I'll tell you what. Back in the day, like if you were somewhere like away 
and like you didn't have Sports Center or ESPN, and it was like eleven o'clock or eleven thirty, you'd watch CNN Sports tonight. I'll take it a step further. Until like the mid at nineties, I'd watch CNN Sports tonight over Sports Center. Well, yeah, once you got like the Keith Olbermans and the Dan Patricks, before they started doing the uh, the big show on Sunday nights. Oh, the, uh, during the weekdays. It was CNN Sports Tonight for me. Fred Hickman and Nick Charles. And I believe both are no longer with us now, right? Both are no longer with us. Yeah, Nick Charles died uh, a number of years ago. Mike, can you get the next name? Yeah, sure. Kazuki Takahashi. Yes, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Obviously a legendary uh, card game and anime. He passed away in 2022. Uh, Another big name. Jules Bass of Rankin Bass passed away in 2022. And obviously, the uh, animated specials, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, all sorts. Hey, we did two of them last year, Mike. We did the, Lepre- we did. We did the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, and we did uh, Rudolph's Shiny New Rudolph's Year. Rudolph's Shiny New Year. Yeah, and actually, Rudolph's Shiny New Year... Just reran on AMC on Christmas Eve. Oh, how about that? That's great. All right, next name, Tony Sirico. Obviously, The Sopranos. But also, he was the uh, voice of Vinny on Family Guy. Oh, yeah, the dog that replaced Brian for about four episodes. Yeah, four episodes. Yeah. Well, that was what? Like Christmas time of 2013 and yeah. Stewie... Said, yeah, I want one thing for Christmas. I want my buddy Brian back. And lo and behold, you know, given Stewie's technology, he went back in time and saved Brian from being hit by the car when they were playing street hockey or soccer in the street. So, yeah, yeah just a little, like, four-episode arc with uh, with Vinny the dog. Yeah. Uh, Naomi Judd. Uh, legendary singer. We lost her in 2022. And also was a civilian player on Password back in the seventies. Oh wow, was this like? I think that's where she got her fame from. Oh, I didn't even realize she was on Password. Yeah, as a civilian, not a a celebrity. Yeah. Oh, that's something. And I think the money she won there helped uh, jumpstart her career. Well, how about that, Alan Ludden? (laughs) I guess in a way, jumpstarted her career. And to a lesser extent, Winona and um, freaking Ashley. Yeah. And freaking Ashley. <laughs> freaking <laughs> Ashley. I shouldn't say that. Oh, who she cares was... about her? She's just sitting courtside at University of Kentucky basketball games right now. Yeah, well, if I were Ashley Judd, I'd do the same thing, too. Hang out with the University of Kentucky basketball team. She's a passionate fan. I will give Ashley Judd a lot of credit. She loves her Kentucky Wildcats. She is a true fan. Absolutely. Pat Carroll. Oh, my. Where should we start with her? I mean, we could talk about Ursula in The Little Mermaid. That's probably the role that made her career, especially with people of a certain age, the younger set. But she was on so many TV shows and game shows back in the day. She was on uh, the final season of Too Close for Comfort, where she was the newspaper owner. 
and was essentially uh, Henry's boss. Well, he sort of bought in. He was like a co-owner, but she she was like the full-fledged owner before he bought in. Just such a great actress. And another person that myself and Chico met probably about 16 or 17 years ago at this point when they did the old uh, game show congresses, she was there one year. Absolute sweetheart. I talked with her for maybe about two or three minutes. Such a sweetie. Uh, James Kahn. Obviously, the godfather. And, of course, this time of year, Elf, obviously. A lot of film roles he did over the years. We lost him in 2022. Uh, Roger E. Mosley from Magnum P.I. It's really the best way of saying it. I mean, that's what he was known for was Magnum P.I. Yeah. And also, I believe we did discuss him on Magic Game Out of the Squares Hour. I believe he was on the final week. He was on a couple of weeks, I think, yeah. Yeah. Now we're getting into, like, close to the main players, the main eventers, if you will. And I guess we'll start this segment with Larry Storch. F Troop. We talked about him because he was in the Ghostbusters back in 1975. Yeah. But also, okay, I've been on a Looney Tunes rabbit hole on YouTube like in the last couple of days. And he voiced some characters in the final years of Looney Tunes. This was when Warner Brothers Cooley did not give a flying F about Looney Tunes anymore. And they debuted crappy characters that he voiced in the last like two or three years called Cool Cat, Colonel Rimfire, Spooky, and my favorite crappy character from the last few years of Looney Tunes, Merlin the Magic Mouse. Those almost sound like names you'd hear in like Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie. They're so fake sounding. Oh my Merlin God. the Magic Mouse. Well, I'm also going to add one more. And I mentioned this, I believe it was during the Ghostbusters uh, show. Larry Storch was the owner of an acting school Kelly Bundy attended in an episode of Married with Children. And he made a cameo on the uh, show. And Al wanted to meet him so badly, but uh, he got knocked out. Uh, I, I forget how he got knocked out at the shoe store, but Al finally got his picture taken with Larry Storch unconscious after getting knocked out. A real true character, to say the least. Adam Wade, we talked about him back in musical chairs. Oh, a musical legend. Yes. And the uh, first African-American game show host in history, I believe. And I'll say it again. I love the, the musical chairs theme song. Let's play a game of musical chairs and give us a round of applause. I well, can't sing like Chico. I'm sorry. Well, you are entitled to your wrong opinion, and I'm going to be entitled to my wrong opinion about musical chairs, I guess. All right, let's move. Oh, speaking of musical chairs, she was on that one episode of musical chairs. Oh, what a feeling. Irene Cara. She was Flashdance, essentially. Yeah. Obviously, classic. Just very memorable. So, yeah, we lost her in 2022. Oh, another name we lost. Olivia Newton-John. I mean, Grease. That's all you need to say is Grease, yeah. Yeah, Sandy. 
All right, now we uh, we're gonna. S- I-, I wish Chico was here for this guy. Oh yeah, I really do. Unfortunately, Chico disconnected. So, oh wait, hold on, he's coming back in. Oh great! Oh, well, what timing? Mean, we're not gonna add this part out. We gotta wait for him to get back in the room. And oh, let him got- see. Let him see who we're doing right now. Okay, Chico, do you want to see who we're at right now? I I do see who you're at right now. And and by the way, uh, a little bit of behind the scenes, my internet turns into a doorknob for a bit, leaving Greg to say, Kazuki Takahashi. Oh, I I took care of it for him. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. But yeah, Uh, yeah. we, 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 we just coincidentally are on this name right now. And I said... Boy, I wish Chico was here to say something about this name because he'd have stuff to say. Chico. I have things. Okay, well, who are we talking about first off? Gregory Itzen. Go to town. That bastard Charles Logan. And? And? The guy who took out the Black Shadows kneecaps on that one episode of... I've never heard him called the Black Shadow before. <laughs> hey, hey, go back to the go back to the clip where he was running the gauntlet. That's where I got the. That's where he got. Because like, I don't remember his name. Do you remember Stephen Greg? Matthews? Stephen. 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 Okay, thank you. Okay, but let's not forget he made poor Gene Sports life on Twenty Four such crap. Oh God. Just a jerk, that Charles Logan. But you know, Gregory, it's and he played that role to perfection. And you know what? He's gonna get a spot in the it was a thing on TV Hall of Fame next year. Yes, he will. Oh, I'm right sure. beside, but oh, yeah. as long as it's not beside Rebecca Balding. No, we're gonna put his plaque way far apart from Rebecca Balding. I'll assure you that. And let's just make sure his plaque doesn't take out another plaque's knees. Oh jeez. Oh my. All right, David Warner. Oh my god. One of the great names in British TV and cinema. Yes. Obviously, we talked about him SOS Titanic, but of course, people of our age, you know, we're going to remember him in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secret of the Ooze. Yes. And we're also going to remember him as the heel in 1997's Titanic. Yeah, he was one of the heels in Titanic with Billy Zane in the 97 Titanic. But also, if you listen to Big Finish, he played one of the doctors in the Doctor Who Unbound series. That make him a doctor now? What are we on? 18 doctors Well, now? it's a non-canonical doctor, so it's like okay. an alternate... It's kind of like a what-if version of Doctor Who, Doctor Who Unbound okay. from Big Finish, so it's a very good listen. And actually, I believe in one of those like radio dramas from Big Finish, David Tennant actually plays like a unit officer in one of them. Obviously, oh, this was pre-Doctor Who when he was okay. the 10th Doctor. So that's actually worth a listen. I'll send you the link. Okay, cool. All right. Judy Tenuta. Oh, gosh. You want to talk about a manic comedian? She was about as manic as it gets. I mean, you couldn't tell what was coming out of her mouth. Or her accordion, for that matter. And we did talk about her on the Weird Al show. Yep. And, of course, Match Game 98, regular panelist on that. But now, Gallagher. Now, I'm going to say it again until I'm blue in the face. If he had smashed that watermelon, 
on Match Game Hollywood Squares, everyone would have gone nuts. Everyone would have loved it, and the world would have been happy. No, yep. I know one person who wouldn't have enjoyed it. Oh. Richard yeah. Gugan. <laughs> I know another person who wouldn't have enjoyed it. Who? You're gorgeous. You know what he would have said after he smashed the watermelon? Right. <laughs> you can always tell when Gene's annoyed. That's when he says, right. Uh, yeah, you know when Gene Mayburn was annoyed when he was taping Match Game Hollywood Squares Hour? When he showed up. That's when he was annoyed. All Bet right. you the check's still uh, cast. Oh, yeah. Unlike Break the Bank 85, probably. John Aniston. Obviously, Jennifer's dad. And, of course, on Days of Our Lives. It just said goodbye to him the other day, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, it said goodbye to his character? Yep. Oh, that's good. Uh, this was a late death, uh, Christy Alley. Late and unexpected. Yeah. Well, I don't know about unexpected because she did have cancer, I believe. In well, she did have years. cancer. Yeah, well, she did have cancer, but it was like she was fighting a private battle with cancer. Yeah, and I know she was on The Masked Singer earlier this year in the series that we mentioned uh, because of Rudy Giuliani. And she wasn't looking too good at that point from what I heard. So maybe it's a surprise in the sense, yeah, she kept her battle on the private side, but still very tragic. But I will say, she gave Cheers a second life when she joined the show. Because yeah. it could have just rolled over and died after Shelley Long left, and she gave that show new life. And it gave the character of Sam Malone a new foil to work off of. Oh, absolutely. Well, speaking of people that were on Star Trek, oh. Michelle Nichols. Oh, God. And it almost didn't happen. I mean, she was coaxed into the role by none other than the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. That's right, because she was considering after season one to leave the show. But Dr. King convinced her, no, you have to stay on because it gives African-Americans hope that there's a brighter future ahead. And that convinced her to stay on the show. And, well, afterwards, she became, like, one of the big recruiters for NASA. And if you've ever seen that drunk history bit with Raven Simone as Nichelle Nichols, I highly suggest you watch it because it is absolute gold. Now we move on to, oh, Chico, Bernard Cribbins. Uh, Will... Yeah, Will from Doctor Who, Donna Noble's grandfather. But I should note, Bernard Cribbins did film before his death scenes for the 60th anniversary. So we will see Will one more time in the 60th anniversary special. So that'll be great. Um, Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, we we talked about Ron Masek earlier being on Murder, She Wrote. Angela Lansbury was Murder, She Wrote. Yes. And by no means should we pigeonhole her just to uh, Murder, She Wrote. Multi-talented. Oh, multi-talented. Stage screen singing. Oh, yeah. Bed knobs and broomsticks, people. Yeah. You know her brother, 
Bruce Lansbury was actually the head of ABC or Paramount at one point. Wow. That deserves an... Oh, neat. No, hold on, Greg. No, no. I'm calling an executive order here. I found the perfect uh, response to fun fact or anything like that. Yeah. I was listening to Gilbert Gottfried's podcast uh, uh, yesterday driving around. And uh, it was a uh, encore with uh, Mario Cantone. And and uh, at some point, Gilbert does that fun fact thing. And Mario Cantone says, there's no such thing as a fun fact. <laughs> That's about as random as the many cues of John Davidson we used over the last year. <laughs> yeah, like that one right there. Oh, that was also somebody that was mentioned on that episode of Gilbert Gottfried was John Davidson, because apparently he did an episode of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast. So guess what I'm going to be looking for after I get off of here? I'm finding John Davidson episode to see if they talk about Time Machine. Yeah. We're going to be here for a very long time. Oh. Next, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. For many... He is the only Batman for many in our generation, at least. And that's saying a lot, considering the many people who have played Batman over the years. Yeah. But also, I got to mention, okay, Kevin Conroy, and I found this out like maybe like a couple years ago, he played Teddy Kennedy in that Kennedy miniseries with Morton Sheen. Yeah. And do you know who played Bobby Kennedy in the Kennedy miniseries on NBC? No, John Shea, who played Lex Luthor on Lois and Clark. So think about this for a moment. Morton Sheen's brothers in the JFK miniseries on NBC were played by Lex Luthor and Bruce Wayne. How about that, huh? How about that? There's no such thing as a fun fact. That's going to get some mileage. Anyway, uh, uh, Steven Twitch Boss. Oh, yeah, from Ellen. Yeah, uh, started out as a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance, then became an all-star on So You Think You Can Dance, then became Ellen's sidekick, then parlayed that into his own sort of broadcast uh, empire, so to speak, with him and his dancer wife, Allison Holker. And he was so young, he was like 40. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, he took his own life. That's what it was. Yeah, very tragic. Same with this next one. Oh, yeah. Another, we talked about Kevin Conroy being the voice of people's childhoods. This guy right here, he was basically an icon in a lot of people's childhoods. Jason David Frank from Power Rangers. Yeah, he was the Power Ranger. Yeah, and spans so many different versions of the show, too. Yeah. He started as the Green Ranger, then became the White Ranger, then Zeo Ranger Red, then Turbo Ranger Red, then he became the uh, Black Ranger on Dino Thunder, then he joined a bunch of Legacies on the 25th anniversary special. Yeah. And if you watch the... uh, 2017 movie with um, Decker Montgomery, Naomi Scott, Becky G in them. 
Yeah, him and Amy Joe Johnson have a cameo in that. And that but was yeah. probably my favorite part of the movie. So it wasn't Elizabeth Banks eating a Krispy Kreme then? Well, that was my second favorite part of the movie was Elizabeth Banks eating Krispy Kreme. But yeah, Hold on! Say. Time oh, out! But, the Whammy well, has made an appearance! Whammy, what do you have to say? I don't know why Elizabeth Banks didn't give me part of that Krispy Kreme. <laughs> We're friends! We're buddies! We're co-workers! Not in 2017, you weren't. <laughs> but yes... Morphers up for the legendary Jason David Frank. Another name. We've talked about him on this podcast. Going back to the Cool Kids in episode 40. Leslie Jordan. Oh god, he was such a deer. Oh my gosh. His star got really big. Especially the last two or three years. Between COVID and, as we said, uh, the Cool Kids. This one's tough to absorb. I'm sorry. Uh, especially since since he's passed. He was on uh, some uh, show on Magnolia or HGTV, like Celebrity DIY or something like that. And it actually aired, I want to say, like two weeks after his passing. It was just very bad timing. But also, even uh, on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, after football on Fox, he was a celebrity on a celebrity episode of Lego Masters. And he was in his element. I mean... He was in the whole holiday decor. I mean, he's dressed how you'd think he'd be for a, a, a Christmas episode, and he's well not with us anymore. Obviously, also oh, Will and Grace. He was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Between that, the cool kids, Will and Grace, really one of those people that became like such an icon late in life, and and I think he did call me cat too. Yeah, he did call me cat too. So I gotta say, if we don't have a spot for him in the Hall of Fame. We gotta. He may get like an honorary spot in the Hall of Fame. I, I he's an amazing person. Yeah, so sad he's not with us anymore. Uh, Vin Scully, legendary broadcaster. It's time for Dodger baseball. I mean, from 1950 to 2016, he was the voice of the Dodgers from when they were in Brooklyn and went with them to Los Angeles, but also did NFL announcing for CBS where he called the legendary catch by Dwight Clark in the 1981 NFC title game. But also he went over to NBC to become the major league baseball play-by-play voice. And two of the calls he's best remembered for the Mookie Wilson ground ball through Buckner's legs in game six of the 86 series and Kirk Gibson's home run off Dennis Eckersley in the 88 series. A long, legendary career, and what a rich life he led. Yeah, That's all I got to say. And now we get to the big three names that we left out until this moment. First, Louis Anderson. Oh, God, this guy. You want to know about some of the best comedians... They laugh at their own pain. They make their own pain their story and their jokes. Louis Anderson, I think, was the king of all of that. He was basically the king of all the self-deprecating fat jokes. And he made his whole career out of that. We're we're talking about life with Louis, his many stand-ups, his three-year stint on Family Feud, of course. And uh, 
Yeah, and, and it's gotten to the point where uh, if you look at uh, this season on Funny You Should Ask, there is a plaque on the bottom row that says Louis Chair. Well, that's respectable. And I can confirm, uh, myself and an ex-girlfriend went to go see Louis about nine years ago, and it was very touching. He, he talked a lot about his family. He, he did take a lot of comedy out of a very tough childhood growing up. He's an amazing person. I have watched him for probably close to four decades doing stand-up. I remember seeing him on like Showtime specials back in like 83, 84. He, he was my favorite stand-up growing up. And uh, and the thing is, when he was did his stand-up uh, nine years ago here, when I went to go see him, I wanted to wait around and just shake his hand after the show just to be like, I've been a fan of yours since I was like seven years old. Didn't get the chance to do that, unfortunately. I don't think he liked being around people all that much. It's a shame, but just getting to see him in his element and and, and really just reflecting on his family life and and just other things. He, He was a brilliant individual taken way too soon. Bob Saget. Speaking TV's, of people taken um, way too soon. Yeah, America's TV dad. And of course, I mean, Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos, and of course, the voice of older Ted Mosby on How I Met Your Mother. But I mentioned this probably when we covered the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode back in February. One of the moments from America's Funniest Home Videos that I'll always remember is the pushing a rock clip with the dog that was basically pushing a rock. And it was him narrating the thoughts of the dog. And it was basically Bob saying, pushing a rock, pushing a rock, pushing a rock. Pushing a rock, pushing a rock, pushing a rock, pushing a rock. And that, up the hill, up the hill, pushing a rock. And that killed me at seven years old because... Yes, it's exactly how it is. He's pushing a rock. Hey, if it makes you feel any better, when I was 14, 15 years old, I felt the exact same way. Oh, that was great. That's a priceless moment. Oh, and also, how dare we forget one versus 100? Oh, yeah, one versus 100. I have the Mattel DVD board game of one versus 100. I got like a clearance at Target for like six bucks. More evidence Greg hates money. Yes! (laughs) But yeah, Danny Tanner, one of the all-time great sitcom dads. And one of the all-time great sitcom grandfathers. Thanks, Candace Cameron Bure. Anyway. Just a tragic death, the way he died. Hitting his head. and and That's unthinkable. Wow. And the crazy thing is, when ABC broke for the announcement, it was during America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a weird coincidence, but you know what? One of the great names in, I guess, in television history, I guess. Yeah, it's like um, Father Knows Best in the 50s, Mike Brady in the 70s, Al Bundy in the 80s, Danny Tanner in the 90s. But last but not least, Gilbert Gottfried. And if you ever heard this guy talk like his like him actually talking, you would have thought it was another person. 
I mean, it's like you. It's like nine times out of ten, you hear this guy. It is basically this screeching voice character, where he's just talking like he's trying to pass a gallstone or something. And, and that's what it was. It was a character that was not his normal speaking voice. No, and he made a career out of it. Yeah, obviously, he was on that one season of SNL we covered. But also, who could forget? USA Network's up all night. And also, lest we forget, you fool! I'm sorry. I I preferred Ron DeShear on up all night. (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you two reasons why you preferred her. And I'm going to stop you right there, Greg. Good. Wait, just two? (laughs) Just two, Two. Greg? Two. 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 And I'm going to stop you right there. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention some other names that we didn't mention over the last hour or so. Uh, We didn't talk about Johnny Brown, who was on Good Times. Uh, We lost him this year. We didn't talk about Liz Sheridan. We've talked about Liz Sheridan. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Yeah. Jerry's mom on Seinfeld and also Mrs. Akmanik on Elf. But also, we didn't talk about Bernard Shaw, who was probably like one of the big anchors at CNN back in its heyday. Nothing for Bernard Shaw? Okay. Oh, Are I remember Bernard Shaw. He I was a girl. Yeah. He was like one of the big voices like on CNN faces during the Gulf War. I remember him. Oh, yeah. And we didn't talk about Robert Clary, who was on Hogan's Heroes. Mm-hmm. And we also didn't mention Anne Hesch. Remember, she was on that one episode of Ellen where she had that kiss. Oh, yeah. Very controversial kiss. Landmark kiss. I mean, I I actually want to mention this going back to Nichelle Nichols. I think it's a big kiss in that regard. Because remember, Nichelle Nichols had the first interracial kiss on TV. Yeah. So, yeah, Yeah. those are just some names I want to throw in there that we sort of skipped over. I didn't want to mean any disrespect to those individuals, yeah. but yeah, needless to say this, well, it's just like any other year. We, we lose a lot of good people and that's just uh, the, the way it is with the world. Unfortunately, uh, by the way, uh, she was uh Vicki Hudson or Marley love on four years of another world. So. And Hesh. Yes. All right. Since we recorded this episode, there have been two notable passings on the 29th of December. We lost Pele probably the greatest soccer player of all time. We talked about him not that long ago because he appeared in two separate commercials for the Atari 2600. We also lost Don West, former TNA wrestling announcer, but also known for selling sports memorabilia and baseball cards on the Shop at Home Network back in the 1990s and 2000s. And one more passing right before New Year's Eve. We just lost Barbara Walters, obviously one of the legendary female journalists from the Today Show and then, of course, later 2020 on ABC. Barbara, we're going to miss you. Before we close out, one thing I want to mention going back to Gilbert is when we started this podcast, there were like two inspirations for this podcast. The first was Omnibus. And the other was Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. And I gotta say, 
If you have not listened to the episode of Dana Gould's podcast where he had Frank Sancho Padre on, where he talked about the origin stories of the podcast and how he first met Gilbert, because this is so hilarious, because Frank said that whenever him and Gilbert would meet before the podcast, it would be like when Mr. Burns would constantly meet Homer Simpson and he'd forget his name. That's basically what would happen whenever Frank and Gilbert would meet each other in the beginning. Gilbert would constantly forget Frank's name. But there's like this one story where it's like, Gilbert, it's me, Frank. And he's like, I'm going to this autograph show. And Gilbert's like, what? You're going to this autograph show? Can I come? So if you haven't listened to that one episode of Dana Gould's podcast for Frank, I highly suggest you listen to it. Great stories about the podcast with Gilbert. But that's going to do it for 2022. And, well, it's been a wild year for this podcast. But you know what? In 2023, we're going to have a lot of great stuff to come. Starting with three shows in the first week of January. Yeah, we referred to one of them earlier. We actually referred to it twice, just in the obits section. And you're going to get a mishmash of stuff for that first episode. Because we're not talking about one show or two shows or three shows. We're actually talking about four shows in that first episode. But they all have a common bond. And you'll find out about that early next week. Yeah. Yeah. And we're also uh, going to uh, do uh, uh, two more shows. And we might even squeeze in a live show. And that it's only the beginning of 2023. Here's a look of what we've got in the weeks and months to come. This is how it all began, the true story of two good friends. Since the age of five, it's been their dream to run a starship as a team. When everything was going cool, till a minor mishap in flight school, the body ship went very fun, and now they're having fun as homeboys in outer space. From the producers of Full House and Perfect Strangers comes a new show predicated on this simple yet terrifying notion. What if you lived with the people you worked with? <coughs> Going places. Some men succeed by marrying rich. Others do it by divorcing smart. Meet a smart with three XY. Who are his reluctant partners in crime solving. I prefer to think of it as thrice blessed. I had three Y coming soon. Be Shaq Master! Bought a lynching. <laughs>
They're leaving. The Broncos fans are bailing. They've had enough. It's 9-9. They're like, the heck with it. I'm out. Yep. I'm out of here. That's crazy. Sometimes you just got to beat the traffic. So maybe it's time for you to get back onto the field, back into the game. You know, go for it. Only B can make romance sound like pro wrestling. It's like Dolph have an unfair advantage. What unfair advantage? Thornoids. What are thornoids? Uh, uh, you don't know? No. Will they help me? What are they? Well, interestingly enough, there was something that uh, doesn't really exist and I just made up. Many professional players are excited about this videotape. Just ask Atlanta Braves superstar Fred McGriff. This is their subsequent video that gets results. I'm just so sorry this had to happen on Bob Rooney Day. Oh, don't worry. I have a hunch Bob Rooney Day turned out just fine. Right, Bob? Yeah, right. And not to mention more live shows, more minisodes, and a few surprises here and there. And as a man much wiser than us once said, if you like the invitations, you'll love the party. And you know what? I'm looking forward to in 2023. The fact that Chica will finally get to talk about the new monkeys. Yeah. We've been wanting to talk about it forever. We want to talk about the new monkeys. But you know what? As far as new stuff goes, I bet it doesn't compare to the new Love American style. No. (laughs) That does it for the 2022 year in review. And remember... You can go to our website at it was a thing on TV.com. No, no at just it was a thing on TV.com. No at. Yeah. The ads but, are for our social medias. Except for Facebook. Which is at it was a thing on TV podcast because yeah, Zuckerberg's gonna look at the clock on December thirty first and say eleven fifty nine? No, eleven sixty. Well, let's be honest, he wasn't even the worst social media manager of 2022, which is saying a lot. Yeah. (laughs) 
but also go to YouTube where you can like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell to stay up to date on all future episodes. We mentioned the three episodes that are coming next week. So stay tuned for that. So, as Chico always says, we're going into 2023, and we hope you have a very safe and happy new year. And of course, be kind to each other. Because certainly, we need it going into this next year. So for Mike, for Chico, I'm Greg, saying so long, and we'll see you for the next one. Row! This is New Year's Eve. This is going to be a great new year. We've got a very exciting future in this country coming up in this year ahead of us. we got 1977 ahead of us, and it's going to be a good year. Good Get year for you. Here. Good yeah. year for you. Yeah. I hope it's a good year for you. If you're going to be out tonight, be careful. Yeah. Drive carefully oh, tonight. Don't but have, by drive. all means, from all of us, all of the Lynn Boland Company, from all of us on Stumpers who really have been play- happy to be with you, have a very happy new year. And here's to you. Happy new year. You've been right. Happy new year.